Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the All Together Now podcast. This episode will focus on the entertainment industry, just racism in Hollywood and the music industry and all of that. Um, I hope you enjoy it, so let's get started. I'm Dorina Tara. I'm Cortland Barrett. So the first thing we're going to talk about is a quote I found from Mark Ruffalo. Um, and it says, Hollywood has been swimming in a homogeneous culture of white supremacy. Um. This one is kind of hard to start off with. Well, it's not hard, but it's just like, there are so many things. Well, our entire world is kind of rooted in racism. Yeah. Um, so like, I don't even know where to start. Yeah. Can you repeat the quote again? Uh, Hollywood has been swimming in a homogeneous culture of white supremacy. We can talk about like award shows. We can start with that. Okay. <laughs> so first of all, there's a problem with the people nominated for award shows and the people nominating people for award shows. Um, what's his name? Well, the weekend was snuffed out for the Grammys. Wow. It was ridiculous. Yeah. It really was. And um I don't know. I just the Grammys this year, um, I feel like we're almost better than in past years that the weekend thing was ridiculous, but I was happy to see like Megan Stallion getting appreciation because if they hadn't given it to her, that would have been ridiculous too because she definitely had a really good year. So, yeah. Um, And so now we're gonna, I wanna talk about like when you're telling story, like black stories in film, the importance of having black people like behind the storytelling instead of white people. A lot of the time black like storytelling, when it's told by like a white person, it's always so stereotypical. And it's just not really the truth because they'll just put in like stuff that other people, other white people hear and just like, oh yeah, yeah. And then like, sometimes you'll just go watch it as like a black person. You're like, oh, when have we, done this or like that's not normal inauthentic like you know the movie let it shine from disney channel okay so like like the whole premise is like it, it's just like i i think like the white producers were like sitting in the room and they were like what do black people like okay they like church they like rap music let's put it together and it was, i mean i love the movie but it's just like, oh, okay, this is what we were doing today. And especially when that's one of the only, like, movies in that franchise that centers on Black people, and it's very, very stereotypical. Yeah. Or the, or the, uh, whatever, like, the movies or TV shows are really sad. Like, they're always, like, about Black oppression instead of, like, 
like black people just being happy and living their lives and although it is important to talk about those issues like sometimes I just want to like sit down and see a black girl like be happy and just like exist you know without yeah like I've seen a lot of people talking about that like you can just have a black person do a role like in a normal movie like a rom-com or something I don't know it doesn't have to be about the oppression all the time but of course like you do want to tell those stories but that can't it doesn't work if the only time you cast black people is in stories about their oppression also I know this is going off like topic a little bit but I was watching this person like review like Disney shows of like from the beginning all the way till now and they're like have you just noticed a lot of like the dark skinned except for like Coco and the few it's just like the black character just turns into an animal for like 90% of the films and it's just something that reoccurs a lot yep 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 I don't know I don't know why I don't know why Disney does that it's it's getting a little old it's I'm a little tired Mm -hmm. so we wanted to talk about like good representation versus bad representation which good representation in terms of like in terms of like stereotyping I guess like we were kind of just talking about like I was thinking in my head um about Jesse for some reason I don't know why we're stuck on Disney Channel but (laughs) when I was taking notes I was thinking about Jesse and when I was little I noticed this um like all the kids in that show are extremely stereotypical to what you would expect like Emma is like blonde and so you know the blonde stereotype is that they're like not smart and so she was kind of like not smart and then um Ravi was Indian and the stereotype is that he's going to be like super super smart and he was always the smartest one and then Zuri was black and the stereotype is that black people are like sassy you know and so (laughs) she was always super sassy and I just remember my brother and I would always talk about that when we were little like "Eh, that's not (laughs) good yeah Yeah, that was that was interesting um yeah but there are a lot of stereotypes like when I was growing up like watching animated tv shows like the lego friends show like it always really pissed me off how like the black character was always either like sassy or she had to sing she had to be able to sing it like it, I just like could not even though I can sing like it was like I was just like why or like she was really loud and obnoxious yes. and it was like her character trait yes yes it's so weird like and there's like the mammy uh stereotype where like the black female that like t- is the older black female that takes care of the white characters it's just uh, it's very dehumanizing yeah and there was another episode of jesse i'm just remembering this or so zuri (laughs) zuri was from uganda okay and they had an episode and i don't remember the context at all but they like wanted to make her feel like she was in uganda so they bought a they just brought a ton of like jungle stuff and it was (laughs) just like jungle stuff everywhere like out in the wild (laughs) i was like what a good remember that oh my gosh that was so problematic yeah. I love it. okay so now let's talk about good representation 
I think that the idea that comes to mind is Grey's Anatomy. And I was watching um, an interview with um, Ellen Pompeo, Shonda Rhimes, and there's someone else, Debbie Allen, who are three, if you don't watch Grey's Anatomy, they're three people who are like really prominent with the show. And um, they were talking about how important it was that they have had that to Shonda Rhimes, who's like the show creator, and she did casting, that they had like real genuine colorblind casting and that she wanted her cast to be a representation of the world. And so, I mean, this year, there's an extremely diverse cast on Grey's Anatomy in terms of sexuality and race and gender and just everything. And most of the storylines with people aren't their prejudices from whatever they are you know like they've touched on black oppression they've touched on lgbtq rights they've touched on all of that but it's never like the main storyline of a character they're always just like so capable of doing everything that white people or straight people are capable of doing and i think that's super important too yeah colorblind casting is um great um I can't really think of it like a show at the moment specifically or like a movie um but I really like colorblind casting especially in theater like mm-hmm. um I just think it's really it just brings something else it just makes me feel included mm-hmm. like <laughs> like it's hard to like grow up watching theater and it's like own like for like period shows like My Fair Lady or um I don't know what's another period show uh like shows that were made in the 1950s and Mm -hmm. you know like black people weren't really put into those movies or people of color in general and um and like when you see those shows redone with like casts that are diverse it's just like oh my gosh like I'm like I could do this or like I don't know it's just it's very good right 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 and when when that they're redoing Gossip Girl and it's more of a diverse cast and people were like complaining about it, people were complaining because like I, when I first started watching, I like watched the first episode of Gossip Girl. I was like, this is not for me. Yeah, I don't <laughs> I want to like watch. It. Yeah, I'm like, I don't want to watch a show about these really rich white kids and their problems unless they're like solving crime. Um, right. I don't think it's very relatable of a show. Yeah. Um, I also think it's important to talk about the difference between like genuine colorblind casting and colorblind casting to like meet a quota, you know? Because, yeah, go. Yeah, um, like, okay, I was watching this, um, it was an interview, this was a YouTube video, and this girl was talking about the show Bridgerton mm-hmm. and how like, like there, it was a very diverse cast, but they sometimes like when people are casting black women and black men they tend to only cast light-skinned black women because there's like some kind of stereotype where like lighter skinned black women are more feminine and darker skinned black women aren't and so that was like really weird and then um like they only the only dark-skinned black women on Bridgerton were either there, there's only one dark-skinned black woman on I think and she was an older like you know motherly matronly character it was just very strange and then um 
casting just to like meet a quota like really irritates me because I I mean like watching shows like there was a Degrassi that was on Netflix and I used to watch it and it would irritate the mess out of me because the only time that the characters the people of color and like the LGBTQ characters were important was when they were talking about their oppression and I was just like I what is the purpose these characters are so one-sided and these white characters have all this like range and I'm just like what anyway yeah see yeah because that's the big issue with like casting to meet a quota because if you like cast a black person you didn't want to cast a black person then you're only gonna write what you think you should write about black people you know what I mean that's not gonna get you anywhere so I also find it weird how it's always like they don't think oh okay they're just gonna play a character they're gonna think like oh this person is this so how are we gonna write this person into the story instead of just writing a character into the story it's just like just because someone's black doesn't mean that they can't play another character except for a black character it can just be a character it's really weird and uneducated to just be like okay your skin color means you have a story that we're gonna write even though it doesn't make sense because it'll sometimes just be random it'll be a whole other world and for some reason the world is still struggling with it it's just like yeah, it's weird. <laughs> That's odd. And um, I think Hamilton is a really good example because everyone always says, like, you don't want to cast, like, have a diverse cast in a historical thing because that's not what really happened, you know? Like, the kings and queens, they weren't Black. And it's like, I think you can. <laughs> it doesn't have to be that deep. Like, you can just have... A black person do it. I mean, girls play boys all the time and boys play girls all the time. So why can't we end races? Like, I'd literally rather have an all white cast than have a black person only like a one-sided black character come on the show just to like feed in lines. Like, you know, those Hallmark movies where it's like, oh, we've got the black best friend who's going to be like, girl, you better get your man. And it's like, why just why do you need this character other than to like fill in the blank like like ugh, it's so annoying and the black best friend stereotype is very overused I think it's like that's how they get black people into their movies our white main character needs a best friend here's our chance I feel oh, like now it's evolving oh, into like the the gay or like lesbian best friend no that's so true in every single except for the first um cinderella story with hillary duff the main white guy has had has had a black male character as a best friend and the black male character is always like yo g money like what's good bro i'm like what no i was watching starstruck the other day and they have the um you know, there's like the main guy who's famous and then he has his black best friend who's literally just there to like hype him up the whole time. <laughs> and I think that's a very good, um, what's it called? Example here. Okay, so I was reading something from PBS and they like did a survey and they said that some students said that not seeing yourself represented in elements of pop culture can affect mental health. And I think this is important to address. 
I'm doing um, a costume project um, in my costuming class. And uh, I am like, my costumes are based off of like the 1950s. And so like, I had to go through all these like old um, ads or magazines or whatever on Pinterest. And all of the, uh, you know, the people in the ads are white. And, you know, like I kept looking at it and I just can't imagine like living during that time and like never seeing yourself as the the standard. It, it's just it was I it was so it was almost kind of like creepy or like weird. Like <laughs> there's only like like I don't know how to explain it. It was just it was just a lot. Like there's like um nobody else was included it was just them and this is the standard and this is who's beautiful everybody else is down below this is this is what you want to be but you can't be like that so you're like on the outside looking in you know yeah it just causes a lot of stress because not seeing yourself just gives you like like makes you feel like you're not enough at times and also it just gives you identity crisis because you're like if I'm not like them then who am I what, what what am I doing I should be like them I should act like them I should talk like them they should be me and I should be them and it just makes you feel like your personality is if it's not their personality then why are you even here yeah. um I think it's like really like it yeah like like you were saying it creates a standard for people and it causes people to try to like live up to that standard which you're born black and you can't change that and you shouldn't want to change that either like that shouldn't be a thing that society's telling you that you should change um yeah the world it's very messy so this is this another thing like from that same survey and it said the um, only two out of every 10 lead film actors were POC in 2017. So that's like 19.8%, 20% of all lead film actors in 2017. That's insane. Mm -hmm. I saw this thing and uh, I can't remember what percentage it was, but uh, I don't want to say the wrong thing, but like there, it, there was like a survey done where like, um, about Asian American women in film and like movies, or wait, film and movies are the same thing. Anyway, um, and it was like a ridiculously low number and I had never taken notice to that. Um, and I can't imagine like never seeing yourself in those movies other than when you're playing like um, a, a sexual character or like, a, a character that can't speak English or like a dumb character like I just can't imagine like I, I we're, we're we go through the same thing but it's like not the same thing and I just I it makes me feel really bad for them, you know yeah what I find is weird is that for some reason a lot of people like don't understand this like I remember specifically with Crazy Rich Asians and then also with All American the TV show um crazy rich, crazy, crazy rich asians has you know a mostly east eastern asian cast and um right yes and um everyone was and it was getting praised for that obviously and 
they were getting praised for it and everyone was like why why are you it's just a movie like why are you praising it and they didn't understand how different that probably felt for people who finally saw themselves represented in a movie and then with all american all american um for anyone that doesn't know is kind of, it's it was based off a true story but i don't know how much of it is based off of the true story anymore but um there's this boy who plays football and it's set in la and he moves to a high school in beverly hills um for football i don't know and um but that's the point like it's not really about like oppression they touch on it but it's that's not the premise of the show and it's a majority black cast and people praise them for that and you know everyone else is still like why are you it's literally just a teen show why are you praising it it's probably because it doesn't mean the same thing to them yeah so they don't understand right <laughs> like and that's a big problem people need to be more understanding I feel like also if you're not like, let me start that sentence all over. Um, I feel like a lot of times if you're not shown in the entertainment industry, people start not realizing that you're actually there. Like I knew someone who's just like, wait, Asians, Asians, I've never seen them before. And it's just like, where do you go that you don't see these people? And it's just like movies is sometimes shapes our reality because a lot of people will see things in movies. They're like, I want that. I want that room. I want that romantic proposal. I want that kind of boyfriend. And just like to not see a whole race in the movie is just like, then that's what you start expecting. Like, okay, these people aren't common anymore. They're just not someone that I'm used to, or it's just, this is the stereotype. And it's just movies sometimes shape a lot of what we see in real life because people, especially kids, they think movies are real a lot of times they think movies are real and so they start acting like a character like if you go to an action show then you just see a kid start pretending to be like a ninja or something and it's just like that's that's what shapes them yeah and like we were talking about earlier with the jesse and even starstruck like these shows are aimed towards children so <laughs> the children are watching this and their little impressionable brains are watching them bring jungle stuff over to make it feel more like Africa. And that's what they're learning. <laughs> so. Like, for, I remember like always from, um, from elementary school, I was always taught that Africa was some ambiguous country, even though it's a continent and there are multiple different cult multiple different cultures throughout the continent because <laughs> Africa is not a country and I don't know why the, our education system tried to like make us think because I don't think that it was like a, like a child just when they thought you yeah, know like Africa's looking a bit like a country today that thing is huge <laughs> like it's it's ginormous so I don't understand that but uh, yeah like my dad showed me this trailer for this old movie. He was trying to show me the actress, Catherine Hepburn. He showed me this trailer called The African Queen. And it was basically about these two white people who get like stuck in Africa, but you don't know where in Africa they are. They're just kind of like in the jungle. 
and like during the entire trailer they're like freaking out like where are we and then there's like these random african soldiers like attacking them and like shooting them and it's like what is happening and i was like dad this is a bit racist this is a little bit racist but anyway yeah yeah. and there's literally like no other continent where everyone just thinks of the continent as one whole thing like until recently i probably could not have told you more than like three countries in africa but i can tell you more than three countries and like well australia is a country but that doesn't count um i can tell you more than three countries like everywhere else and when i was younger i went to the summer camp and i had a friend and she was white and she was like she was she was not born in South Africa, but like someone very near to her generationally was like her mom or something. And I remember she told me she was from Africa and I was like, what? <laughs> I was so- if you're from Africa, then why are you white? <laughs> yeah. Now we're going to talk about um, when in film you are gonna attack the issue of like oppression how to do it not insensitively so um i think that like there's like a certain way to do it that like okay jane the virgin okay um uh, okay what can i think of well like the sh- the entire show is you know about they are they are wait which country are they from I don't want to say the wrong country I don't I don't even think they like uh, go into detail about that anyway but like the, the whole show is like about like telenovelas yeah and like the show is a telenovela and uh, like how they you know they live their lives as you know you you know the show Jane the Virgin anyway. And they managed to sneak in, like, because um, um, Jane's abuelita is uh, only speaks Spanish or and speaks mm-hmm. a little English. Right. And like, there's like a scene where she's like working, and this lady comes up to her and like, you is like, you have to speak English in here. And she's like, excuse me. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, I think that's like a really good way to sneak it in, you know, mm-hmm. without. It doesn't have to be the storyline, like you said, Miranda. Like it doesn't, like don't make the entire show about black or POC oppression because it just gets boring. Because we live that life every day, you know. Right. Like we don't need to constantly see it in TV shows or media. Like it's not. It's just. Ugh. And there's definitely like a fine line between showing it and ignoring it like you don't want to completely ignore it and pretend that it doesn't exist and you don't want it to overtake the plot line especially on a tv show where there's multiple seasons all of the seasons don't have to be about oppression or like blackish like blackish and and finds a way to like sneak like oppression in and like talk about like black issues but still has like you know, black joy and like things that black people, black people enjoy that aren't just like being oppressed 
not that black people enjoy being oppressed but right. <laughs> like right it's important to show like everyone being happy because the only time you see people that look like you on tv they're like sad because the world is mean to them that's not gonna be very fun to watch you know so okay um okay have you guys watched glee okay i think this is a very interesting topic because <laughs> there's a lot that glee tried to accomplish and i love glee i'm not going to pretend that i don't but <laughs> i just think that there was times when it showed like exact opposite side sides of the scale you know like sometimes it could do things right and sometimes it could be incredibly insensitive so <laughs> i just want to talk about some examples um first of all mike and tina the only asian characters in glee and they were completely just no personalities for the first like three seasons except for the fact that they were smart I, there was one episode where it was called asian f and they literally just mike's whole storyline this was like one of the only storylines he had in three seasons was about how he got a b and that was an asian f and his dad was gonna hate him yeah you know i'd really i know this is gonna sound weird but i'd really like to see some dumb asian people in my media, in my TV shows, because I know that they can't all be really smart. <laughs> I feel like that's such a weird thing to say. Glee was a fever dream. <laughs> I loved that show in the seventh grade, and then I rewatched it, and I was like, what? <laughs> it was very special. Um, I don't even know that, what to say about Glee because I actually rewatched it recently and there's a few more episodes that are very interesting mm -hmm. but off the episode that you said it, it kind of just confused me as a kid too because I'm like it's a be relax but then right now as I'm growing up I'm like oh it's a stereotype kind of thing <laughs> yeah and everything that and I know this was probably a joke but it got to the point where it wasn't very funny. Every time Mike and Tina like said something, they would put like Asian in front of it. Like I remember they were talking and Mike was like, we need to go to Asian couples therapy. And Tina was like, why does it have to be Asian? And I was like, why does it have to be Asian? Yeah, and the fact that like the only black female character on the show was loud and her name was Mercedes, just always kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Yep. Um, even though she was extremely talented, but the song Hell to the No, like, are you serious? <laughs> Glee was really like, okay, she's black, she's black, she's black, she's black. I, I, I just wanted to let you know that she's black. She's yeah, and kind of the same thing with Santana. Like, she was very aggressive and, you know, she's Latina, so that's, yeah, she was feisty and she was aggressive and that's the stereotype. So, you know... But I think that what Glee did do was a lot of good things for like the LGBTQ community. Just not so much for racial justice. <laughs> like uh, it was, 
like Rachel wasn't Rachel Jewish? Am I? Lee, what a what a thing. <laughs> okay, um, time to talk about music. Yay! So I and this is a very big thing, but rap is very like historically a kind of black people make rap music and the treatment of rap music in the music industry is not good like it's known as like trashy music and people don't want their kids to listen to it and it's like really why one word urban yeah um i don't really i i think i used to have some of that uh, like I used to think that like rap music was really bad and then I just started listening to it and I kind of found myself in the music I was like oh like these artists understand me like they know what it's like mm-hmm. um, out here in these streets <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah like I it's funny how like we treat like rap music really badly but we don't talk about like male like specifically male country singers and how it's always like about let's get a girl drunk and then we're gonna take a woman ride in the tractor and broke the horsey you know right and for me personally and this is a musical preference rap the sound of rap is not my thing but the thing is when you listen to rap and you listen to the words it's some songs some songs are i mean with any genre of music you have some good and some bad <laughs> you listen to a good rap song they're usually saying a lot more than your average pop song and i think that that is something really important that people overlook and it's usually things that are really relevant to the times and to all sorts of issues in the world um yeah i just don't like the sound of rap I'm very much into guitar, and I don't get my guitar with rap, so. Yeah. I understand that. that that's, fair. that's a fair point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. We're going to talk about... Okay, we didn't go into depth about award shows earlier. We talked about the Grammys, but we need to talk about, like, why is it important to see at least black people nominated for awards at movie sh- at movie award shows tv award shows music award shows whatever well, i think like you if you want like you have to be able to see yourself in order to want to be that thing like i don't know it, it's like like seeing beyonce when uh when i mean that was just like i can do that Uh like she's black like me like i can do that um and i think like little girls or little boys or little non-binaries like see that and they're like oh my gosh like that can be me like i can do that you know and i think that's why it's so important yeah okay also brings a lot about like the secrecy too because it's not like people vote it's and like a group of people. So it's just like, if you see like constant non-Black or non-Asian people not winning, you're gonna one day just, you won't even notice and you'll just be like, oh, well, I can't, they won't pick me. What are the chances of me getting picked? 
Right. Like, um, and this has nothing to do with the entertainment industry, but Kamala Harris um, being the vice president is like a huge example of this because, you know, you're getting to the point where you could, we're getting to the point in the world, obviously, where maybe it's possible for women to be in that higher position of government, but it's like, was it ever really going to happen? And then it did. And I was like, oh, okay. So that's a thing that can happen now. That's great. Because I'm a girl. And I, before this, wasn't sure if that was going to be a possibility. Now, like, I know that it is. So I understand the scene. Like, can I win an award? They say I can, but can I? <laughs> you're seeing people do it and you're like, okay, I can. Yeah. And like with the Oscars, like I remember that one time where they like nominated no they, they didn't nominate any black people for the Oscars. And like, you know, I understand like, oh, like there were no black people in any movies this year. Well, that's the problem. Like <laughs> that's yeah. where we need to fix it. Because well, uh, first of all, like, of course, there are movies with Black people in it. Y'all are just not looking for them. Yeah. Also, you're not casting Black people in movies, and you're not casting, like, Black people behind the scenes so they can make these Black movies, you know? Right. So they can be nominated for the Oscars. Yeah. yeah. So that's, like, the problem. Yeah. And all of the, like, big-selling movies are usually, you know, filled with white people. And when you think about the A-list of Hollywood, the A-list of the music industry, it's like very few, not just black people, it's very few anyone that's not white. <laughs> it's like, that's why, because the most attraction you get is with these like huge names and they're all white, so. Also, um, I forgot where I read this, but it was brought to my attention that a lot of the times when they're making like a movie where it's like black cast or like black producers they always give them less money than they would like a white like production or like even any race even asians that's even less and i'm like oh my goodness right i believe it and you have y'all seen the show hollywood it was like a limited series on netflix i ha i haven't watched it yet but it, I, it looked really good yeah i watched it and so I, I watched it like in the beginning of quarantine so it's been a hot second but I remember their one storyline there was a black woman and she like worked really hard to get into this movie that they were making throughout the like duration of the show and at the end of the show got nominated for an Oscar and she I'm pretty sure got nominated for best actress in these fake Oscars in the show and um this was like back sometime I'm pretty sure it was like the 60s might be wrong but I'm fairly certain and she was like she had a her ticket was for the front row because she was nominated for best actress and she went up to the doors to go in and there was like guards standing there and she was like showing them her ticket and saying she's gonna go to the front row and they're like no yeah I thought that was just like even when you have made it that high you know to where you're nominated for best actress which is you know one of the more prestigious awards at the oscars you can't get treated like the same as a white person 
like sometimes I'll watch movies um, and like all white casts in just like romantic comedies or like unless it's like like it, it's like it absolutely has to be an all white cast like that makes sense but like in just like random movies like I'm just like where are the other people mm-hmm. like why is there only one race in this entire movie that's so weird to me mm-hmm. like why is it are you guys not friends with any people of color right like where are they like they won't even be in the like the extras like all the extras are white too i'm like what yeah and that's weird like i i've always thought that film and television no matter how extravagant the plot may be it should be a representation representation of the world even if it's like an elevated representation of the world and in the world there's not just white people fun fact and oh i'm sorry no you can go the show good girls is it's not an example of that but it's a really great show and it's really diverse and they like i just thought of this like they managed to sneak in the oppression and all that stuff but mostly they keep it on like the the train of like the plot and i really like the show so you guys should watch it good recommendation that's the word um, I wouldn't, I just wanted to go off what Miranda said. And it's even weirder when it's like, it's a dystopian or like in another world and they'll have like red, orange, yellow, and then there would be no black people. And it's just like, how do you have like purple and you don't have black people or Asians? Like, Wait. But uh, it's always kind of bothered me how like when they they make books into movies, they always seem to like, like for example what's the 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 hunger games i guess i i've never actually read the books i've watched all the movies but i've never read the books because they were bad but anyway she was supposed to be like darker skinned and they just hired maybe they hired her because like uh jennifer lawrence is like a house name and like everybody knows her and that would attract people but it also just kind of feels like mm, i don't know and then um the movie the hate you give and there is no hate towards the lady what's the what's the female character the female actress that plays uh the the late the main character in the hate you give you I, know i can't remember her name what's her name i'm gonna I know the face but i don't know her name yeah i know her face she's one of those like she's one of those actors i know her face but i don't know her name. she's so pretty but anyway like um it uh, touching back to what i said earlier about how like light-skinned women are are perceived as more feminine or like like and darker skinned black women are seen uh, are perceived as like masculine mm-hmm. like uh she's she's like she's light-skinned and like in the book she was supposed to be like really dark-skinned mm-hmm. so i don't know why they made that change um but it's just it's very interesting people these make these choices and then i don't know why they make these choices <laughs> her name is amanda stenberg so yeah <laughs> um okay yeah i wanted to talk about the hate you give i don't know when i watched that when did it come out 2018 wow i felt like it was a longer time ago but i remember i watched it with my mom and i expected it to be um intense 
but like I don't know it really is kind of a big reason of why I'm so invested in this because I saw it and I the movie and I was just blown away I had never really I had thought about racism before but I had never to the extent of like seeing it in that movie and that's another reason why I think it's so important to like tell these stories in movies and films is like if you don't experience it you tend to kind of ignore it until it's shoved in your face so yeah I really like how like the movie and the book touched on how it feels to be a, like one of the only black kids in a private school and uh, and it, it was just I felt like I was being seen and that somebody understood what it was like you know um and just like the I can't remember exactly what happens but I know that her like white friend kind of like turns her back on her it's played by Sabrina Carpenter right yeah yeah I think so yeah so I, I just felt like that was really real and then like the boyfriend is played by the guy that plays yeah, the- KJ. <laughs> yeah. KJ. anyway he was really cute in that movie didn't he have brown hair that looks really weird on him anyway he was kind of problematic though in the movie <laughs> it's a little he's a little strange he tells her i don't see color yeah. well if you don't see color then you don't see me <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that was interesting, but yeah. The color blindness is not <laughs> not helpful, but yeah. Okay, let's talk about what we can do in our daily teenage lives to attack these issues. Okay, here's, a, oh wait, before we do this, I wanted to talk about this and I forgot. There's a movie on Netflix called American Sun. Do we know this movie? Okay. I've seen it in like the Netflix trailer things that go by as you scroll, but I plan on watching it. I haven't watched it yet. I highly recommend. I will tell you about it. So it has Carrie Washington, who I love, Queen. And um, so basically what happens is um, they're in this building and it's just her, Carrie Washington, and another, and like a police officer who's played by Jeremy Jordan, who I also love. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's wonderful. I love Jeremy Jordan so much. But this movie did not do anything for him. (laughs) He was not good in this movie. So he was a police officer in the building with her. And the issue here is that her son is missing. And for those of you who don't know, listening, Carrie Washington is black. And Jeremy Jordan is white. So (laughs) Carrie Washington, her son is missing. (laughs) And... um, She's trying to like get help from the police, obviously. And there's just this one police person and throughout the whole movie, it's only in this building. I think it's really interesting, the directing of this movie. It's just in the one building and it's basically just an elongated conversation between Carrie Washington and the police officer. And then her husband comes in at some point and her husband is white. And what happens is when her husband comes in, suddenly the police officer is willing to help. And suddenly, the whole movie before the husband comes in, the police officer had been treating her like she was insane. Like she was like freaking out because her son was missing. She was so worried because she did not know where her teenage son was. And then the police officer is like, you need to calm down. Like you're going crazy, just not being helpful or nice. And then her husband comes in and he's like, oh, I- I'm sorry, sir. I- I'll-, I'll help you. I'll figure it out. Blah, blah, blah. And at the end of the movie, 
we realized that her son was killed by a police officer. Yeah. Yeah. I'm honestly not surprised. I am. I was surprised in the moment, but like <laughs> looking back at it, I I was kind of expecting that to happen. I knew that he had died or something. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah it's um i'm gonna be honest i thought you were gonna say he was kidnapped by a police officer so that was kind of interesting worse. <laughs> that was a lot worse yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know white men tend to take other white men's work yeah. more seriously so now we can talk about what we can do in our daily teenage lives to help Probably watch more diverse shows because if we watch more of it, the media will see that's what we want and they'll produce more of it. Definitely. We definitely need to show like as a society that we're interested in that because they don't think we are. <laughs> yeah, and uplifting um, Black artists and POC artists, you know, on every music platform that you can right. find. And I know that it might be like hard to find these black artists. Um, I don't know how you can find them, but like I, on, I was like on TikTok and all these like black artists came up and they were like suggesting to listen to them. And I, they like are all amazing. Like I am Dochi or um, who's another one? Let me find one. You guys continue talking. I'm going to look them up. Um, I also did think that this is um, why the importance of the like Black Lives Matter sections on Netflix and things like that are so like needed. It's because sometimes you don't know where to start and you just want to be helpful. And that's a good thing to do if you want to support Black artists in that regard. Also, I think we need to hype Black people, Black artists and Black creators up on social media as much as we do with white ones yeah um so like for example steve lacy spencer black party uh yeah go mickey guyton mickey guyton is a country singer and she she performed at the grammys she performed at the grammys and she was so amazing i like i i haven't ever really seen i, I love country music but I haven't really seen, you know, a lot of representation in country music. Yeah. And seeing her, I was just like, oh, I could do that. <laughs> like, and her song that she sang at the Grammys was Black Like Me. And it was a country song. And I was like, oh my, oh my goodness. You know, but yeah, uplift Black artists. Woo. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think just, I think this is the easiest one because it's so easy to just like support black people to support all people um to support anyone <laughs> white people get a lot of support so let's like evenly spread out some of that support to others yeah yeah and support black tiktok creators too yeah yeah Okay, thank you to Cortland Barrett and Doreen Otaru for their thoughts on this topic. This is last episode of the All Together Now podcast. Thank you to everyone that's listened. I hope you have learned something and enjoyed it. 
And yeah, thank you.